step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform, Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. I always tell women that the market is 80% psychology, 20% technical, because seriously, a lot of the women know the work because getting the work is easy. It's how you handle it. It's the next problem. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. Okay, lady. Today we have a very special guest in Cultivating Her Space, okay? We have a guest that's going to help you get your financial life, all right? She is all about stocks. Bitcoin, passive income, sisterhood, and wait for this, she reminds us that the future of finance can have body. Cube Meg the Stallions, body, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. And I do want to say, you have to check out Tiffany's Instagram to know what post I'm referring to, okay, about the body. So go check out her Instagram. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about on her captions, all right? But on a serious note, Tiffany James (laughs) is the founder of The Modern Black Girl, a digital platform designed to help women of color learn to use the stock market and build wealth. Modern Black Girl makes wealth building easy, cool, fun, while providing a safe space for women to grow, unite, and build. Tiffany J, welcome to Cultivating Her Space. Thank you. So happy to have you. And the way I kind of need you to do voiceover work for MBG, like that was perfect. Like that (laughs) 
That was so perfect. It was just yes. like, yes. <laughs> Hi, lady. Thank you. Yes, we're so excited to have you, girl. We, I think for selfish reasons, we want to dive yes. in because we're like, teach us something, girl. So I'm going to pass over the time and we're going to dive in. Yes, let's do it. I'm yes. excited. So the quote of the day is going to sound really familiar to you. Mm-hmm. Being in the market gives you a true chance at financial freedom and control over your life. From Tiffany J. Amen. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think that that quote perfectly sums up what we are going to talk about today. How stocks and Bitcoin and building our financial portfolio really will give us that freedom that we are looking for and that so many of us want and need in our life. Absolutely. I mean, and that's why once I found my groove in the market, I never turned back. And immediately I knew what I needed to do, you know? Like once I found the groove in the market and I was like, hey, I think I might be able to teach this. We tried it and now look where we're we're here. <laughs> so 150,000 awesome. black women later we are here so wow that is beautiful and you know and so speaking of getting here right Tiffany can you share with us your origin story and tell us what prompted you into to dive into the world of stocks bitcoin and and wealth building Yeah. So I think, you know, I've always been a natural kind of go-getter. Like I'm always looking for the new fun, cool ways of doing things. You know, my background is in computer science and events. So keeping up with tech was something that, you know, was a part of my daily life and in events and fashion and media, just something that I truly love. So literally my life before investing full-time intertwine both of these worlds. And back in 2016, my mom actually brought me to a seminar about options and fundraising and just real estate, just all these different like passive income things that you can do. And I, you know, took notes and I kind of went over it. And, but, you know, sometimes when it comes to options, you have to have a really good teacher to like really break it down to you. Because if not, it could just literally sound like mama, 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 mama. Right. It's like it's like you're saying words, but I don't really hear you. So, you know, that was my experience back in 2016. And then in 2019, you know, slowly I started hanging out with a lot of people that worked in the finance space, but men and, you know, hearing how they were doing this thing called options and how it's working for them. And, you know, me knowing what options was back then, you know, I always knew what it was, but never knew its true full potential. So I would start dabbling in it slowly and slowly. And like, oh my gosh, I'm making so much money, you know, doing these things. But I never knew the full consistency that I can have in the market. Like I never knew that I could do this for a living. I never knew that, you know, laws and regulations will permit a regular just human to come in that doesn't have a financial background to invest fully. Like that just wasn't something that I knew was, you know, a possibility. You know, I know there's like all these laws and certain things are in place that can really scare a regular retail trader away from the market. But, you know, slowly as my friends 
You know, I'm like, the guy, something isn't right here. And then, you know, seeing the guys just do it and make so much money in the space, I got super intrigued. It's like, okay, I have to learn more about this. And my guy friends, they would do it and I would ask for help. And unfortunately, my experience with asking for help was, yeah, I'll help you. And it's very passive aggressive. We're like, eh, like, this isn't for you. Like, okay, well, like, I'll try to show you, but I don't want to show you, you know, like, I'm going to show you, but whatever, like, I'm not going to really put my all into teaching you. And then some of the guys that I would reach out on my own were doing research because I was so intrigued that it was just like, okay, I have to do this at this point. Sometimes as a woman, as a full-figured woman, as an attractive woman, I would say, they would try to exchange like, oh, like, let's have dinner or come over at 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. It's like, eh, no, we're come not, that, you know? I constantly just kept going through these roadblocks. It's just like, but at the same time, making money like slowly, but then losing money. But it was enough where it's just like, I have to figure this out on my own because it was two things. It's either you're going to go back to work and do this where you don't really love it and really climb the corporate ladder in events. Cause at this point, you know, back 2019, 2020, totally did not want to do tech anymore. It's just not, you know, tech, depending on what kind of tech you're working, especially as a CS major and just working in that space of front end development, it's definitely boys culture, depending on where you're working. And I just did not like that environment. So doing events was cool, but events is definitely something where you know who you know, right? Um, it's very much so a game that you have to play that not all can win. And it takes time. So for me, I know these were two spaces I did not want to be. I know this was something that can really open up the floodgates. And, you know, I we were in a Discord chat, a group chat, you know, Early 2020, we're like, I asked the guy a question and he like totally embarrassed me in front of like 300 people. Chat, Like I asked him just like a stock question. Simple. It's so funny because the stock question, super simple for people that now are in the market. Just something about like, how do you mitigate loss? Or how do you, what's your risk management strategy? Something like that. And then he kind of flipped it and asked me a question and I had no idea. And he laughed. He, He put like, memes at me like he did all these like oh oh yeah 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 it was so bad and then after that as we say in brooklyn say less and i was like okay that's it and literally i like i studied for months just study 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 i lost seventeen thousand dollars made it back, then lost more money, then made it back, then made more, then we started to build. And then I came up with my own strategies and things. Because in the market, there's so much ways. There's, there, as I say, there's so much ways to skin a cat. Like everyone has their own strategy and what works. A lot of people have multiple strategies of work. Some don't. And, you know, I found my groove and, you know, made my first six figures and made more six figures and made more and made more. And then, you know, started to grow, found my groove. and now we're here. Well, Clubhouse started, but we'll stop. Yeah. We'll stop here for now. We'll stop here. That's amazing. I do want to say, in one of your interviews I just pulled up, you stated that the stock market has been around for decades. However, 3% of Black women are represented. And I was going to ask you, what is the importance of having representation? But that example you gave, I think, is a great example for us on why it's important to have people that look like us. So I love the idea of modern Black girl and what you've done there. Can you tell us what you love most about being a developer and wealth builder for women? 
Yeah, I think the best part about our space is that we don't ever have to sugarcoat anything. You know, we understand our language. Like being a black woman, there is it's in language. Okay, that no matter what your background is, where you're from, there's a certain language and code to which you understand. And that's just us sticking together in our place on Earth and how we are represented on Earth. It doesn't matter your background, you know, how you look at us as women. And we know the power of money and how having capital can change our environment. Okay, you could be in Ghana, you can be in South Carolina, you could be in Brooklyn. Everyone understands what capital can do for your family and for yourself and building liquidity, building generational wealth. So when we get into this space, you know, once I understood that and I realized a lot of people understand that and that it was it was a language. That's why when you're able to come into our discord, it kind of did it. You know, the community just built on itself because we understand the importance. And I think after 2020 and everything we've gone through with, you know, Black Lives Matter and all the injustice that we faced more than ever, Black women, we're like, we need to stick together and we need each other. And I always say we're all we got, even though there's so much pieces. But, you know, when we stick together, the power that we can create and what we can do, and that's the energy that you feel in our communities. And that's why, you know, with Modern Black Girl, that's why we open it for everyone and anyone, rather you are new, rather you've been in the market for some time, rather you have no idea what you're going on, down to young girls. You know, we have girls ages 15 in our Discord. And we have, grand, you know, people who have grandchildren. You know, we have, I have a client that comes to me and she trades and she's like, she's 72 years old. So, you know, people understand the importance of what we're doing. And I think, you know, with me, I've never spent a marketing dollar in my life with Modern Black Girl. Never ran an ad, nothing, never once. And we built this platform because people as Black women, we understand our place and we understand how we're going to push it. So literally, we, it did it itself. Like just a climate that we're in kind of just pushed the movement and everyone knows its importance and we just get it done. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans. And it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross 
to Beyonce's renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black stories, Black truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an icon and our favorite rich auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the rich black auntie. It was good. Now, you know, black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's beautiful. Like, I, I love to hear about this community just organically forming and growing and blossoming. And it just reminds me of just, like you said, just the magic and the beauty of Black women, right? And and how people need to celebrate us more, like real talk, because we 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 are doing it because I think like the magic for me as I'm listening to you is that in 2020, there were things happening right for you. It was a slow, like slow start in 2020. And now here, fast forward a year and a half and here we are. Right. That's beautiful. But it also sounds really tumultuous, like a, it sounds like a roller coaster ride, right? And so I am so curious about the emotions that came up through this process and how you help other women navigate those emotions that come up with the rise and fall of like gaining money, losing money, gaining it back. Like just what are the managing the emotions? Okay, so there's like two pieces to this. Like there is like how we got here and managing the emotions of just building this platform because I always tell people, ask me last year this time if I would do this, I'd laugh at you. Not me. <laughs> Jokes. No way. Not no way. Like I would literally laugh because I'd be like, oh, I don't have enough experience. Oh, people are not going to listen to me. You know, all these things. When we started on Clubhouse, literally... I would be on stages with literally just like 10, 20 guys, only girl, you know, black woman at that. And, you know, putting my input in and, you know, really saying things that really just help so much women until the, the women ask for it. They're like, hey, Tiff, so we like what you're doing. You should start a club. You should start your own club. You should teach your own sessions. And I'm like, for real? <laughs> like, you sure? And they're like, yeah, yeah you should do it. And I'm like, Okay. And then, you know, I'm like, I've only been in the market consistently 
you know, even I've been in the market for what, almost five years now, consistently, it's only been like two years. And they're like, but you're, you're successful. Like, are you making, I'm like, just, we just want to know. And I was just like, okay. And we had our first session. It had 500 women in it. The second session. Yeah. First session, 500 women. The second session, a thousand. The next 2000. And when I say 2000 women and like me narrating and creating the program and curriculum for these ladies to learn the market by myself, like for the most part, you know, the funny thing is when you feel like you found your calling, it doesn't feel like work because believe it or not, going through the hardest points of modern black girl, it felt smooth sailing. It's when it was towards the end where like, well, not the end because we're still here, not towards the end, but until we got to like after Clubhouse kind of ended and, you know, everything kind of, the dust kind of settled. That's when things kind of got a little bit of challenging for just some of the stuff that you deal with for business, never teaching and the girls getting, but just now running corporation, like a huge business of different pieces and different elements. But the emotion was always spiritual for me where I was always just praying like, God, is this what we're supposed to do? And I'd always get like these weird confirmations. And anytime I thought something would go wrong with modern black girl, or, like the curriculum isn't good. Like I'll meet a mentor or like, I'll like, I'll back test things. And, you know, especially when I'm teaching, I'm always back testing things like 700 times, you know, to make sure that everything that we're putting out to the women are like a one perfect. And in regards to the emotions of trading, I always tell women that the market is 80% psychology, 20% technical, because seriously, a lot of the women know the work because getting the work is easy. It's how you handle it. It's the next problem. Just like food, right? You can buy, go to a supermarket, you can buy healthy foods or you can not, right? You can go buy a Twinkie or bad sugary cereals or whatever it is. You have a choice on how you can handle it. You know, how everything is a choice in life for you. Same thing with the market, right? You can choose to ignore when things go wrong. Right. And continue going, continue going and burn out your account or you can analyze everything that happens. Right. Because you know what you're doing. Right. You covered the 20 percent. You know all the technicals. And a lot of times when I do one on ones, that's the biggest things where my biggest challenge that I have or that I see that the women have is not the actual material but the actual emotion piece that comes with it and handling loss. Believe it or not, women do better in the market once we find our group because we're able to understand and internalize our loss and move on. However, the reason why men are more successful in this because they can handle loss better. And I say this to women all the time compared to men, women don't know how to handle loss. If you think about the way our lives are set up and versus men, we don't have loss every single day versus men. They're more prone to do more sports, right? Where they are taking more L's than women, right? More guys engage in more physical activity when it comes to sports and games than women. And then when you think about even just the dating scene, right? Right. And just being on everyday, everyday movement and interacting with relationships. Men, you know, a lot of men, they say, hey, if I try to talk to five women, 
If two says yes, I'm okay with that. Versus women, if one man turns us down, well, we don't do that actually. We don't even do that, right? We don't we don't talk to guys, but let's say we did, and that one guy tells us no, or maybe he's not giving us the reaction that we want, we are our whole day might be ruined, right? We may be internalizing this forever. That one moment, depending on the type of woman you are, can shape the way you look at relationships for the rest of your life. And when you start putting these things into play and you look at the dynamics, you can see why there's more guys in the market and why guys could, it could appear that guys are more successful because they're able to handle these losses versus as women, we can't handle it. So, you know, it's so funny because we had this conversation recently and I put this, I, you know, post the same thing that I'm saying to you guys, like, Hey, like, you ever thought about this? And they're like, oh my gosh, you're so right. Like, this is so true. I've never had to handle loss when taking losses is how you're going to learn. Ignoring it is how you go through the cycle over and over and over. But once you start to pay attention to these things and why this is happening, you can learn from it with everything in life. So I challenge the women all the time. If losses happen, I challenge you to find out why every single time. Okay, because that's when you're going to learn about yourself. And that's why the market for a lot of people and even myself changed my whole life and not just money and, you know, being able to provide the life that I want and do things that I want to do. But just the way I interact with people, my outlook on goals and aspirations and things that I want, how I handle people around me in difficult situations. I've gotten better from the market because the market will teach you all the lessons of life. You know, and it never seems that way. But once you get into the groove of things, it's the biggest, you know, life driver, mover. I don't even know the word that is out there. So thank you for sharing that. What a way we're conditioned to show up in the in the market that way. What are some of the biggest misconceptions about the stock market? Oh, that you need a lot of money, like you need a lot of money and that the market goes down and you lose all your money. Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, am I going to lose money? That's a lot of people are like, are you going to lose money? Am I going to lose all my money? And they're always the biggest thing. I remember in 2008, I was reading newspaper and people were dropping off a building because the stock market went down. Like, I hear this all the time. And I'm like, guys, you have to, we have to stop this. (laughs) When in hindsight, markets going down, believe it or not, you make the most money when a market is going down than up if you know how to play your cards right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Markets going down. Why do you think in 2020 there were so much millionaires that were birthed when the market was going down? It's opportunity. When markets go down, it's an opportunity to get to buy at a lower price to bring it back to the top. So the market isn't going anywhere. Absolutely. I always tell people this. There's two things in the world. The men are always going to have the stock market and our ladies, we're always going to have our makeup. The stock market is going nowhere. The guys love it. It's going nowhere. Okay. And makeup, you guys know, it ain't going nowhere. Okay. We love it. We need it. We love it. Okay. Same thing with the stock market. So the market is going nowhere. And then when you understand the stock market and how it's important to some of your everyday companies, then you start to see it like, hey, the market isn't going. But people don't understand finance. People don't understand the stock market. So they have these misconceptions of what they think it is. And that's the biggest one. I'm going to lose money. When I always say, hey, 
And I always break this down to women all the time. I say, ladies, how much time did we go to brunch this month? Let's count, right? How much time do we go to brunch in a year? And I said, how much vacations? So you know, the average American takes one vacation in a year. How much vacation did you take in a year? I'm on my third one, but it was only $500. Oh, it was only $400. And I said, do you know $500 in the stock market? Investing $500 in Apple in 2020, right now you have over $10,000, right? And when you start breaking things down like that, they're like, oh, okay. And it's just like, we have to be able to really start analyzing our priorities here and how we look at loss. And I always say like loss, how much of us have bought a no good man, maybe a president or a guy that we weren't good. You know, I always, I, I'm a realist. And I think that's you better preach. I'm like, we spend okay. money on the outfit for a guy yes. that probably isn't good for us. Okay. Right. And we can't <laughs> wear the outfit again. Cause we took photos, you know, we did. So let's be real here. Right. When we talk about loss and things like, you know, we can all have the money, but we just need to understand it better. And that's just my biggest mission is just get on as much stages as possible and be real and have these conversations and talk about finance in a realistic way, as if you're hanging with your girlfriends. And I think that's why MBG works so well, because we are not, you know, oh my gosh, when the stock market went up 25 points and it's consolidating here. And that's not us, right? We're going to break it down in a way that's digestible and easy. So you can really understand what's happening and you don't have to be intimidating. And, you know, you can do what you need to do with your account and your life, really. I love that. I want to say I have a task to sign up for one of so, so like all of your courses. <laughs> but I saw Dom's facial expression when you were talking. So, Dom, what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So I felt like you were like speaking my life in terms of like thinking about like vacations and brunch and like the things that you spend money on. Right. And I think about. As you're saying this, it makes me reflect back to last year when the markets were down and I invested like small amount, right? In a couple of stocks that will remain nameless. And when I see, when I go in and look, and honestly, it really wasn't even that much. It might've been like 50 bucks. And just seeing the percentage of growth over this last year, like that, the one particular stock that I'm thinking of, like it grew 200% over this last year. And I'm looking at it. And then there's a piece of me that's like kicking myself like, well, damn, I should have invested more money because, because of how much growth there was. But I think that it goes back to what you were saying around it's, 80% 80% psychological. And and like you said about not liking to lose. I don't like losing at all. And so the idea of investing money that I could be spending on a vacation, that I could be spending at brunch, that I could be spending on a new handbag or whatever it is, right? The idea of investing that such a large amount at once is intimidating. And so, but I also, as you were saying that, something that I thought about is about the long game, right? That like right now, that $500 may feel like a lot, but it's pennies compared to the $10,000 that it could be in two years. And so I love the way that you are breaking this down because it makes sense, right? The next question that I have 
is about cryptocurrency because that that's the latest thing, right? Is that's the latest discussion. And so can you break that down for us in a way that you've done so far, like so that we understand it? So you, you know that they're silent right now, right? It's not as loud anymore about cryptocurrency, right? Yes. And remember, it was everywhere. You, you, a baby knew. A kindergarten could tell you a little bit about Bitcoin at, at one point, right? But before we even get to that, cryptocurrency, digital currency, right? It's the new way of everything, the way we use money, something that's non-regulated. You know, there's certain... There's certain rules, certain regulations, certain things that should be put in place when it comes to money, right? Imagine if there was no rules to money. You could do whatever you want. That's kind of like Bitcoin. But it's within a certain market. Crypto, It's within the crypto space. And, you know, value of money goes up, like with anything in the world, right? You know, the dollar goes up, the pound goes up, it goes down. Same thing with digital currencies. But there's thousands of different currencies depending on, you know, there's countries that have currencies. There's projects that have currencies. There's, com- you know, there's so much different things that can have a, some form of cryptocurrency. You can have one if you want one, right? You know, it's not that hard to get one. So that's what it is. And as you can see, the world is going to more a more digital space. Blockchain is how you dig and how you find cryptocurrency. Well, the blockchain is the technology for cryptocurrency, right? So remember, it's digital. Yes. It just made me think about how Usher was on the shade room. They had like Usher bucks. I know it's a little different, but is it basically like if I believe in, if I get people to believe in this type of like digital currency I have and they buy into it, that's my own cryptocurrency or Bitcoin? Is that how that works? Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Dogecoin had no value. It was a joke. Dogecoin was a joke. Doggy coin. Dodge. But... The power of social media, the power of the internet, the power of influence is bittersweet, right? Because anyone could, yes, anyone can create a coin. So my issue with cryptocurrency is that cryptocurrency, I feel like hurts the black community a lot. Reason why is because, unfortunately, as Black people, we have a tendency of liking quick money. We like quick money. That's just, we're the bigger consumers of fast fashion, fast food. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady... As you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone, not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans, and it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. 
In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black stories, Black truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the Rich Black Auntie. It was good. Now, you know, Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. We like things fast. And with cryptocurrency, the stigma around it is you get to make money quickly. When in hindsight, that's not the case. Okay. A lot of the people that made millions of dollars in cryptocurrency, they've had crypto for a long time. That's what they forget to tell you. They've had crypto for maybe since 2017, 20, 20, 2010. Like I've known about Bitcoin since 2010. It was huge in Brooklyn. So people don't realize that this thing has been around for a really long time. But because they have spikes in the market, they think, hey, I'm going to make quick money. And investing could almost feel like a drug. Adrenaline comes in and you keep going. A lot of people don't have that discipline. And with cryptocurrency, they never they don't teach you discipline when it comes to dealing with X amount of money because you will make money and you will take profit. Right. But what happens when the community, online community that you're trading with or investing with has another big coin? You're going to go throw that money back into it versus really understanding what's happening and understanding why you should invest in this project versus just noise and chatter. And that's why I don't like cryptocurrency for someone that wants to build wealth for themselves right now. It hurts us more than it helps us because now what happens is I have a lot of people that are in the Bitcoin space are coming over to the stock market and they think they want this. They don't want to learn skill, right? Because back last year, the beginning of this year, right? It was just a free for all when it comes to that space because there was so much people in the market. when. They're not understanding that the noise was created by the people that are making the most money from this coin. And the thing, the difference between Bitcoin and the market is it's easier to find out when people are pulling out of things, when things are dipping. There's, it's easier versus Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin is a market that is 24 hours, which means you can go to sleep and be down 50, 20, 50, 80, 60 percent, Right. Versus the market, you have this time to this time, right? Yes, things can happen in pre-market, but there's certain things that you can do. You can set stuff. There's certain things that can help mitigate your loss. And 
for crypto, it's just something where if you really want to build wealth, that's just not the, for me at this point, that's not the way to do it. Now, if you want to build something long-term, I do think cryptocurrency is the future. Digital currency is the future. However, that's just not something that you're going to see real returns right now. So I always say, build your liquidity, build your capital up in the stock market. And once you have some extra, you drop it into Bitcoin. You sit it and you forget it. You don't look at it for the next three to four years, which the people that are making the money off of you, they've sat it for six, eight years. They forget to tell you guys that part. And that is the biggest issue with cryptocurrency to the black community. And I'm not a big fan of it for that one reason. If as a collective, we were better with money and we understood what was going on in that space. Yes, sure. But for now, the stock market is just something that I would suggest for any person of color, anyone really. Wow. Wow. I appreciate that because I recognize I've been doing some research myself and like into cryptocurrency and, and yeah, and learning that, oh, wait, like you said, like it's been, it's in, it's the hottest thing right now, but like you said, it's been around for over a decade now. We're late to the party when you have stocks like Roblox that just hit the internet that IPO'd a couple months ago. Right. Roblox kids, there's no, there's not a kid on, I don't know, that don't know what Roblox is. Okay, Roblox just hit the market. And that is an opportunity where Roblox, I talk about this company all the time, easily just for what they are and the technology they have. The stock right now is trading around $82, $88-ish, or on that range. In the next three to four years, that could easily be a $500, $300 stock. With options, that can make that, that is life changing money. But you're going to have to know some skill, right? You're going to have to invest some time in your education to understand how to do that. But even if, let's say if you don't, right, let's say you just sit it and forget it. You can still see a lot of money in that space. But people would rather hear doggy coin because it's trending on Twitter versus doing some research and understanding what Roblox really is and how they're disruptive when it comes to the kids, you know, just getting into disruptive companies to invest in. They don't want to do the work when that is going to be the real game changer. In the past two to three months, most of my clients or people that have been coming to me are Bitcoiners. I like to call them <laughs> cryptocurrency. Yeah, they're all coming to me because the market is silent. It's dead. Bitcoin is, it's not, it's not dead. They're going to a bear market. So there's bear markets that happen and in a bear market, what that pretty much means when the market is. Okay. The last bear market that Bitcoin went through lasted for about three years. People don't realize that it lasts for a very long time, but I'm not for Bitcoin. And I teach it because there's some girls that, you know, they're in that position where they understand how currencies work. And I'm like, yeah, go for it. Throw some money in there. You know, we're in a bear market right now. This is the time to buy. You buy it, you sit it, forget it. But if you want to really make wealth for yourself, a lot of our women learned at the top of the year in January. Some of the women learned three months ago. A lot of these girls are averaging easily to $1,000 a day trading when they do trade. I have girls that have made over six figures, seven figures in the market since they started with Modern Black Girl because they invested in their education. 
and they figured out their strengths and their weaknesses when it came to certain things. Like, hey, I don't do good with lost. Maybe I need to do a different training strategy. Or, hey, I'm actually too jumpy. I get too excited. Maybe I need to work on that. What do I need to do? They found their niche. They worked on it. And now they have a groove. And now they're unstoppable. You know, that is what I, I recommend for every woman. You know, that's I and that's why I recommend the market for everyone, because there's a there's a way for everyone. You know, and the good thing about our girls is, as I mentioned, we have high schoolers, we have lawyers, we have entrepreneurs, we have people that work nine to fives. We have people that work 12 hour shifts, hospital shifts, hotel shifts, you know, all over. And they are making money in the market because there's literally a way for you. It doesn't matter. You don't, it doesn't matter what you're doing in your daily life. You can do it. This is so helpful, Tiffany. This is amazing. And we appreciate you and the work that you've done for our community so far. I know that you're just going to continue to do more, but we want to shift up the vibe of this interview. That's okay with you. Yeah, and of course. <laughs> because we recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman, and we believe that it's okay to be classy and ratchet, you can still be elegant and dance to strip club music. We want to invite you to the OU Clatchet segment. So do you take on the challenge? Okay. Yes, I love that. So okay. we're gonna we're gonna ease you in, you know. Okay. Make it easy to start to start it off. Okay. What's one question or topic that you wish people asked you about more often? Music. Yeah, I love music conversations. Like, I love it. Like, I'm such a, I like to call myself a 90s music historian. Like, you know, like, I love, like, I know a lot about music. So that, okay, like music. Okay, 90s like, music historian, listen. Yes. I love <laughs> 90s R&B, so all right. So, all right. So what you got for us in terms of 90s music history? Drop some knowledge okay. on us. Some knowledge, okay. So... Xscape is one of my favorite groups, like ever. I, their their music it just hits so, you know, the dynamic of the women they're like my favorite. But Xscape, do you know that Xscape before Xscape became Xscape, there was only four of them. So there's four members initially before the whole group came together. But could you guess who was the last member to join Xscape? I'm gonna pass that to you, Dom. <laughs> It feels like I should be saying that Candy was the last one to join. Mm-mm, tiny one. Tiny? Oh. Yeah. But I love it too. Yes. Love it. Right? Okay. Yes. Okay. So music is one of those topics for you. What about, okay, we're going to shift it up. What about the most embarrassing thing you've ever done to get your crush's attention? Ooh. I've definitely, like, accidentally bumped into accidentally bumped into someone a few times you know it's like a bump and be like hi i'm so sorry like, oh i didn't know you were gonna be here oh yeah like i'm, I'm so sorry how are you doing though you having a good time no judgment okay okay <laughs> yes. we, can with that. we get you yes. we got you <laughs> i love it i love it so what is the sexiest item that you own wow everyone has a dress that the material just fits 
it just hugs all the body parts, right? I have this one dress. I've had it literally. I'm 26. I've had this dress since I've been like 19 years old. And I get it dry cleaned. I make sure it's good. Because when I'm ready to really get, like, if I'm really trying to, like, pop out or, like, more Brooklyn terms. If I'm really trying to show out and, like, really, really, really just, like, impress a guy or something, it's a killer dress. And, you know, you got a nice, I have a nice perfume. You know, you put that on. It's, like, the perfect match. (laughs) I love that. And it's so funny because one of our last interviews, that was the same answer. It was, like, Mm -hmm. all she said was this dress. Remember, Dom? She said, I just got this dress. We're just going to call it the dress. So I'm with yes. you. I love that. Sometimes it just be like, in the right spots. Tell me, what do you love most about yourself? I think I love the ability to pivot. I think that's important, right? We have to know when we got to give it up. Yeah. And my self-determination, like, you know, I, I like to say it's a bittersweet quality of myself, but I love it. Sometimes it could be too much because it's like tiff, like you can't, like, yeah. But I love being able to just like pivot and being able to just really drive myself with a passion. Like if I'm passionate about something, I can get lost in it. Like, you know, movies, books, people, you know, job, anything that like I I deem it something that I I like, I can really get lost into it. And I'm going to figure it out. Like it'll bother me. Like I have to figure it out. You know, and hint, I mean, look at this. this is the biggest, the biggest thing, right? I was like, I have to get it. There's no more women that have to deal with the men that I dealt with. Like, oh, I was like, no. And I, I, I'm telling you, my mom and like people around me with like, it was almost toxic. Like literally locking myself in a room, like Huff. Remember Huff from what? Scandal. You know, Huff would just like sit in his room and just lock in. That was me. Like, yep, yep, yep. That was me. And, you know, fine. And I, and I still get like that because there's certain things in the market that, like, you, there's, there's the market, you're, you're always learning, you know, you're always evolving. There's so much new things, so much new ways, so much new strategies to always try. And I always lock in. Okay, no one bother me. DND. My sister's like, can't take any calls right now. We have to figure this out. We have to see if this works. You know, that's kind of just like, yeah. So that's it. Self-determination and being able to just pivot, knowing when to just like, okay, we have to go on. Well, Tiffany, we thank you so, so much for dropping so much knowledge on us today. And for those that are interested in joining the Modern Black Girl Squad and following you on social media, where can they find you? Yeah, modernblackgirl.com, you know, Modern Black Girl, Google, you know, B-L-K, not B-L-A-C-K. We're working on that, though. But for right now, <laughs> we're B-L-K, Modern Black Girl. I mean, everything is there for you. You know, we have the community, a free community for you to join. If you don't want to learn, you just want to feel it out. You know, you want to see how the girls are doing. You know, we put that there. You can see the girls' wins and their losses. Okay, we put that there so you know what you're signing up for. And, you know, you can see the community of people there. And also our classes are there. And, you know, this is, believe it or not, we're still in our first year of our company. So, you know, we started in November. We're still super new. 
And now we're, we're, we're starting to, we have a lot of exciting things coming up. So if you don't find us, trust me, we might find you <laughs> really soon. If you are a black woman, because, you know, my mission is to get 500,000 black women in the market. And when I say that, I really mean it. Like if we, I want five, because literally to start a movement, you only need about 10,000 people to really start a movement. Some people say a thousand, but I say 10. And I'm like, if we can get 500 around the 500,000 women around the world, we can shift the dynamic of the black dollar within the black family household and just for our lives. So that's my goal. And so you, we'll find you. But if you want to find us now, modernblackgirl.com for sure. Everything that you need is there. Tiffany, thank you so much. You are absolutely amazing. And to think that you've done all of this at the age of 26, I can only imagine where you're going to go. So lady, if you are enjoying this episode, we have well over 100 episodes right now on the podcast on various topics from miscarriages to daddy issues to mommy issues to narcissism and all that good stuff so be sure to stay tuned and check us out hey lady it's dr dom here from the cultivating her space podcast are you currently a resident of the state of california and contemplating starting your therapy journey well if so please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com that's dr D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website, cultivatingherspace.com, and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. Greatness is my birthright, so I no longer ask for permission. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.